Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live, here for another episode of the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimira R&D. Full disclosure, the first time I met Adam LaRoche and Jason Baker was minutes before we recorded these interviews. What little I know about both guys, Baker for his years of work with Dream Tracks and at Moto Sandbox, LaRoche for his purposeful end to a 12-year career in Major League Baseball, turned out to be the big reasons behind Red Bull Imagination. LaRoche's interest in motocross expanded when he retired from baseball, and after some research on private tracks, he messaged Baker to build one on the family's Kansas spread. One thing led to another, like the cornfield track for Ryan Dungey's Red Bull video, and soon Baker talked Tyler Beerman into visiting the site for his own project. LaRoche's appreciation for motocross is great, because he understands the rush that comes from jumping his KTM and loves how the riders coach each other when it's time to do some of the bigger hits. Not to take anything away from the riders or Saturday's competition, but watching Baker rework a jump face was one of the coolest things I saw all weekend. It took a while too, because if something didn't look just right, even the roller smooth finish, the whole thing would get ripped apart and tried again. The next few months will be busy for Baker and his Dream Tracks crew, because they're in charge of the builds for World Supercross, Red Bull Straight Rhythm, and a handful of private tracks used by practicing pros. Are you looking for more power from your 2023 KTM or Husqvarna? Yoshimira R&D has added RS12 exhaust for the 250 and 350 four-strokes to their inventory. These pipes and silencers enhance the engine's throttle response, make the most of the low-end to mid-range power, and add 2.6% max horsepower and 2.7% max torque on the dyno. Japanese titanium, cut and shaped in America, distributed exclusively by Western Power Sports. Visit Yoshimira-RD.com for more. Really the reason I want to talk to you is that you're a moto guy at the heart of it. You know, you, the story of how even this whole event comes to be is because you call Jason Baker because you have this property you want yeah. to put a track on. So how does, how does motorcycling fit into your life? Man. I remember, and I was probably 12 or 13, and I asked my dad if I could get a motorcycle. He said, absolutely not. So I scrounged up like 75 bucks, went and bought an old Honda 250. It was just huge. Just, I just remember this big, old, heavy bike, and uh, started riding a little bit and, and loved it. And then, you know, at that time, obviously I was playing a lot of baseball, and so any motos, it was more trail riding. Um, but got into kind of watching some of the guys and keeping up with the sport and then you know fast forward and start professional ball and we couldn't ride uh, unfortunately any of the extreme sports stuff is just a, a no-go when, when you're um, playing baseball at that level so for 17 years i didn't get to get on a bike and then when i retired my first purchase was to go on ebay and buy a dirt bike uh, now it hurts a lot worse at 40 uh, than it did you know at 13, 14 years old, but uh, man, picked it back up, started Googling and watching some videos on tracks and saw Dream Tracks kept popping up. Had no idea who Jason was, didn't know who Dream Tracks was, and just called him and um, had an awesome conversation. He shows up at the ranch, spends a, I don't know, a couple weeks, builds a really cool track. And then man, not long after that, he calls and starts talking about uh, doing, a, doing a retirement shoot for Ryan Dungey and we would love to do it like in a cornfield and we'll build the track you guys go in plant corn it grows up kind of a field of dreams type you know type scene 
hit it off there, imagination comes up, got introduced to Tyler, you know, and here we are, I guess this is five or six years after the initial conversation with, uh, with Jason, and man, they have just both turned into family. Um, still stay in touch with Dungey, and obviously Tyler and all these guys now coming in, just really, really cool dudes. And, that, and that's probably the, I mean, it's awesome to watch them jump. It's awesome to have them on the ranch and, you know, have this on our property, but, but being around them and seeing just how good of people they are in that community and how much they love each other. Now, yeah, competition day for, you know, a couple hours, you know, it's the enemy. But outside of that, they're all brothers. And, uh, you know, watching them, you know, hit a jump and, and, and pull over and talk, talk through it with, you know, the, their, their competitors, you know, just over and over again, wanting everybody to be successful is, is really neat. And I guess, I guess the other piece there would be a, a little bit of the, the comparison between what I used to do in baseball and what these guys do, and that's we both wanted to do it at the absolute top and be the very best. Um, so just, yeah, just rapping with these guys about kind of their path to where they are now and the work it takes, the dedication it takes, the time and money and resources it takes. It, it, uh, it just made me think back on kind of the, the, the baseball route and, and that progression. So fun to be a part of. That is very cool to hear that because I'm sure as you've seen in becoming a moto fan again it's very us versus them in a lot of ways and it gets weird and then we've even had moto guys that are like yeah if i have a kid they're never gonna ride they're gonna just play baseball or they're gonna this or they're gonna that right. so then to see a baseball guy go oh no i'm gonna get my kid on a bike because of the xyz things it's gonna do it's cool to see that you guys understand that um it's cool to hear from a major league baseball player like you on the competitive side because i talk to racers every single weekend so i see them in the zone all the time yeah but then to see these guys yeah, they're in the zone, but it's a whole different zone. So it's very cool to hear another high-level athlete that knows like what it takes to be in that mode and all the things you have to block out to recognize that and understand the elements. Yeah, around. yeah. And I and I hope, and I don't know if you guys get to see it a lot, but like back at the ranch, back at the barn, we call it kind of our playhouse. Uh, when you see them playing knockout on the basketball court or jumping in the batting cage, you know, and and competing in their pool, shuffleboard, whatever it is you really see how tight this group is and how much they not only, not only respect each other for what they do and, and doing it at the highest level, but like really care about each other and, and love it when the whole group is successful. So I get it when it's a competition, this may be my brother, but I am doing whatever I got to do to beat him. Uh, and then right after that, you know, brothers again. So it's, uh, it's neat to see that again. Okay. This place, this property, like looking at it, and I know people that are looking in the background and seeing how this goes. Um, for me personally, I grew up in Illinois. So I grew up like five hours directly east of here in St. Louis. And this is kind of like how it is around my house. Yeah. So I have daydreamed so many times about like, wouldn't this be sick if there was a track here or here? To come here last year and see that firsthand was unbelievable for you as the guy that owns the property and does everything here with all your friends and all that you guys go on. How unbelievable is it to see this plot of land that knew was a growing green hill, rolling green hill, and then to see what it is now after Jason's hours and hours and hours, his whole staff's work? Yeah, man, being, being the third year, it's, uh, I got to dig pretty deep to even remember what this used to look like. Um, it's cool because you can look, you can look, you know, 300 yards to the south and see really what it used to look like. This whole thing was just kind of a, kind of a flat top hill. 
Honestly, I would have never seen a track up here. Maybe it's because I've seen this and I've been up here my whole life. Um, but the second I brought Jason up here and he looked at it, you can just see kind of the wheels start turning, eyes light up. And, and he was kind of envisioning this, I would say two years before, uh, before Imagination One came out here. So I think this is always in the back of his mind, like just what a cool site this would be for something. Didn't know what it would be, but something in this sport and then stars align, Tyler, Red Bull, kind of the whole thing flows together. They're looking for a location and, and he just kind of pulled this out of his, uh, his Rolodex of, of sites as being his top pick and they came out and it worked. So now I'm, uh, I'm really proud of it, man. This is, this is awesome. I'm just a little jealous that I can't ride any of it. Yeah, that's the other thing. I see this stuff and it's so <laughs> out of my realm. Oh, I told Tyler, I said, dude, I would give anything one time just to sit on your bike, to sit on the back of your bike and feel the feeling of being three or four seconds in the air at 70 feet, you know, whatever it is, uh, would be would be really, really neat. But I'm okay sitting back and watching. It's all right. Yeah. No, there's even a table like right behind us. I'm like, I know that that thing's not that big, but it's big enough. I'm That's good. Right. That's <laughs> right. I'm the same way. Okay. Um, to the point of bringing all of us out here, and I said this to Tyler the other day in an interview that we did. I, admittedly, I was apprehensive of coming here because you never know how it's going to be at somebody else's house. Uh, you and your family have really done a great job to put any kind of concern of like, oh, hey, I'm at someone's place aside. You guys do such a good job of making us all feel so welcome. And then to hear that this is part of something that you guys do through the E3 Foundation and everything that happens in Fort Scott. How important is it for you and like what this is just one weekend in a life or a year that you guys have packed with events like this all the time, yeah. huh? Well, this is obviously this is the, biggest, the biggest, like by far. But believe it or not, it's probably the easiest, one of the easiest for us because Red Bull Fast House, the riders and their teams like take care of everything. So it's kind of a turnkey, you know, we hand them the, really the keys to it they take over, build it, clean up, and we and we get to enjoy it. So not a huge strain um, on us during this process, which, you know, one more reason to uh, to want to continue it every year, because we honestly, we get to come out like a like a spectator um, and, and just watch and enjoy and, and, and make some really cool relationships. We had a safety meeting for everybody to understand what's going on. And then you'd said something up there that you want this to just be the start. If there's somebody from Red Bull or an event decision maker that's here, the gate's yeah. always open for you guys to come do this. That's huge, that's huge to hear that because as we as a sport try to figure out where can we take this and where can we go and how can these things happen, to know that we have an open door policy at some place like this is huge. So thank you for that. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. And, and I mean, it. it's an honor to be a part of it, uh, a small part of it, but to be able to come out and, and watch it. And then I'm not gonna lie, when everybody leaves, I'll bring my bike out here with no camera so I don't get humiliated. And there's one or two of the smaller little transitions that I may have to give a shot. So we're, we're gonna use this for something. We will have a blast on it one way or another. So this, that leads perfectly into the end of this interview. How much do you get to ride? How much do you get to follow all of that? Like, is this something where I see the track in the backyard and the other stuff that you have, I'd be out here every day, but I'm sure that you have a full-time responsibility that keeps that from happening as Man, much as I, I would think. I do, you know, with the with all the foundation work we're doing now and we're doing some stuff overseas, it's it's taken uh, 
taken a lot of time over the last, really over the last year. But I do get to, to ride, and the fact that I don't get to do it all the time um, makes it that much more fun when I do get to get out there and enjoy it, especially if I can get you know, one of my kids or my wife to come out and, and, and either ride some laps on the track at home or just go trail ride you know, throughout the ranch. It, it, it'll, uh, I, I'm gonna do that as long as I physically can, and, and hopefully that's a few more years. So then the last thing, what is your favorite thing about riding? Everybody's got a different thing. I would love to hear what yours is. Outside of the camaraderie, because I think that's a given, whether you're going to the dunes or you're going to your grandpa's farm to go ride some trails or you're coming out to a place like this. I mean, just, just having, you know, family or friends there and, and really having nothing else going on um, and, and just focusing on that is, is awesome. But, Within the ride, jumping, I would have to say, is my favorite. Um, the problem is I'll get like six feet off the ground and I'll feel like I'm 20, you know, and then get a little nervous. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to learn my limits and, and not, uh, not watch these guys too much to think that it, as easy as they make it look, and that's the problem. They make it look so easy that you watch it enough and you're like, man, I think I can do that. And the answer is we can't. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, probably jumping. But it's got to be a tabletop. I got to have that safety net. Yeah, that track style. I That's count. right. That's right. That's right. Thank you very much, Adam. Hey, Enjoy this it weekend. It's a pleasure, man. Thank it's you. a pleasure here. Japanese titanium, cut and shaped in America, distributed exclusively by Western Power Sports. Visit yoshimira rd.com for more. All right, Jason. I picked this spot to interview you because I stood on the backside of this jump for like. 30 minutes today and watched you work this and to see it'd be pretty good yesterday and then you completely reface it and then smooth it and then reface it again and then smooth it again a lot of labor that goes into everything so to see one jump that was already built have that much time in it i can only imagine how this whole thing went uh it is unbelievable to see this course so how is it for you to now be on the eve of the competition and know all this hard work is going into tomorrow it's uh it's definitely re refreshing for me to be at this point of, of the, uh, the build process. You know, tomorrow the only thing left is uh, the boys go put on a show. So my team and myself have, have worked tirelessly on, on this and um, it's just been daylight till dark for, for three weeks straight. And, uh, but I think the proof's in the pudding. I mean, what we saw last night was spectacular. The boys were going off and uh, we've, we've left no stone unturned out here. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a process to get the course to to the level that it's at and and what we have to do to get that course there it's um you know we are still a construction company we just do it in a very abstract manner obviously so we're compacting this material putting water in it processing lifting uh, so then we can cut away at some of these steep angles and everything and there's been a couple lips out here that we've just uh, some of the early lips that we did um, we had to reprocess because they've dried out and um, when you're going onto a wall like, like this behind me, it's imperative to have a, a nice clean surface to, to jump from. So um, lots of hard work, but we're up for it and excited about tomorrow. Okay, knowing the motorcycle industry, this is a lot of blue collar guys. There's a lot of people I know that ride moto that operate heavy equipment and things like that. So I'm sure that there have been a lot of people that have been like, man, if I could do this job and do this and do that. To know all that you have to know about the dirt itself, the technique, how this is compared to other places, getting it ready, getting it right. I mean, that's a lifelong study. How do you even figure that stuff out in the first place? 
it's it's honestly just you know um, I tell my team all the time because they um, you know the younger guys especially they they look at myself and some of my senior operators and they're just like oh my gosh you guys but it's like it, it's seat time no different than a guy riding a dirt bike um, no matter what you you are you're you're good at what you repeatedly do so we do this I've been doing this for 20 years now so it's just that the education that I from traveling the world different events all different types of dirt you just take that experience and uh, we're very fortunate this dirt out here um, I was actually talking to some of the guys earlier and they were asking you know why why typically dry and and the reason is like if you dug into anything out here it's got moisture sub moisture but the process so the consistency and, and the level and the as big and the magnitude that these guys are jumping um, you have to compact this stuff down you cannot have kickers you can't get ruts so um, the riders actually say when we get a, a face looking like the one behind me when it gets like that blue groove look it does dry out on top but it's, it's still it's still moist underneath but the traction that it has when when it has that real slick look to it like that it's hard to get water into it but the traction is very similar of a metal ramp so it's just the dirt is very unique out here um, we're not it's not a race so dust isn't as big of a deal as it would be at a race they're not you know um, 10 guys going off these things at a time so we're fine uh, the riders prefer the consistency of it a little bit dry than potentially hitting a wet spot when they're getting on the gas hard to jump 150 feet that would not be good to get wheel spin so mm -hmm. um, yeah a lot of a lot of years a lot of experience and a lot of a lot of time and and uh, mental thought process to to get it to this level well, I mean, dude, you would, in explaining that, you would have to because this is the complete opposite of what every other track you probably try to build is. You know, it, this is the exact opposite on every kind of condition there. It really is. Um, even Supercross, you know, we'll, we'll build a track, compact it, but then we'll go back over it with the dozer tracks so we can get the water to sit up on, you know, and the, even the steep triple face or finish line. You're trying to get water to stick on it because we don't mind ruts in racing. That's what separates the men from the boys. Out here, we need you know slick, hard, consistent, controlled. Um, so it is. It, it is a. It's a completely different animal than anything else we do. Like when we're doing Supercross, Moto stuff like that. But it's again, it's part of the learning process and, and the progression of this. And um, we're very fortunate that this dirt, even though it does look dry, I mean it, it is. It's very sticky um, it, 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 I don't know how to it's, it's almost uh, um, negative against itself when it, when I say that I've lost I'm trying to no, find a good. word it's like deceivingly traction filled um, I, I totally get what's that. the word when you it's not counterproductive uh, when you say one thing and it's kind of opposite of yeah, another I understand uh, what's what the mean. word that I'm trying to find you would um, think that I would know right now too but I can't um, Anyway, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try to pick back up you're on, good. on that. You're good, you're um, good. Um, but dude, honestly, in, to that point, to think about even the dirt that's here, you couldn't do this dirt on dark, sticky, loose dirt. To try to build this in Florida would bring a whole different set of challenges. From talking to a couple of people, the, the terrain that you guys have here is so perfectly suited for this, it's almost like it's made for it. It, it is, it, it truly is. We, we learned early on in year one, uh, the black topsoil here it was super gummy when it was wet, but when it dried out, it flaked really bad. So there was year one, we were going around literally the week before the event and having to tear down faces that we thought we had good and looking like the one behind me. 
but the guys would hit it. Tyler was here that year riding, you know, testing some stuff out for us, and they were just flaking apart. So we had to dig deeper. We found the good dirt, and, and, and we know um, what and where that dirt is and, and where to put it. All, all these faces are, um, we, we dig down to that stuff, and then we process it and stack it up steep like this. So it's, it's really, uh, to get to this point, it's um, really everything has met up at, at an optimum level. To, to build a course like this. We have, we have great dirt, uh, we have great elevation. Um, the, the weather out here is, has been good for us this year. So um, it, it's been dry, they haven't had the rain that they typically get, but we've got water trucks and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's ready for battle. I have to give you credit, a lot of creative use of elements here. Uh, right behind your shoulder is, was that two telephone poles, three telephone poles, and then some pallets, and then that's a whole Fred Flintstone looking ramp. You've made these skid steers and all these other things, jumps in and out of the back of them, and the margin of error to hit that landing or to hit that takeoff is so razor thin, but you know these guys are capable of it. So it's, it's gotta be fun to just see every little thing you've ever thought of, just Lincoln Logs get put to the test out here. It, it is, it's cool to take those, um, all the different things, you know, Tyler and I, we are, if you look through our text chain and, and Instagram and whatever, we're constantly, we see unique things, snow, BMX, mountain bike, skate. We're just constantly all year long, just sending stuff back and forth. And, uh, you know, Tyler and I, it's, it's funny. I, I, I tell people all the time, like he and I see the world the same way. I see how I'm going to build it. And he sees how he wants me to build it, which is typically the, the same thing and, and then he allows me, gives me that freedom to just expand on that. But um, him allowing me to show off allows him to show off. So, and, and we just have that mental connection. I mean, there's literally times we'll be on the phone and um, he'll be talking about some feature and it's some feature that I've drawn in my notebook from another time that I was brainstorming on something. So that's just, we've, we've connected um, Red Bull, them giving us the keys to this thing and, and just saying, you know, hey, go have that creative freedom and, and not putting us in a box. This is, this is what you get when, when you have that creative freedom of expression. And, you know, Tyler 100% is my, my counterpart. And, and uh, obviously it's, this is his imagination, but just the way that um, we link up. And he just, he, he gives me all that, those, those little tidbits that I need. And, and I just take that and, and run with it. And he trusts me and I haven't let him down yet. So this is, you know, some people would think after a month in Kansas, this would be the finish line, but this is really the start of probably one of the busier times you've ever had. Um, you know, it's Supercross season's coming up, so you guys have the typical, we gotta resurface some stuff or reprep things, that going on, but you're the track builder for World Supercross, two races there, uh, two big destinations too, Red Bull Straight Rhythm. So you have a lot on your plate through these next few weeks. Something that I talked to Tyler about last week though was, this is fun for you because you're not in the box. You know, you're able, yes, it has to be, perfect and it has to be this and it has to be that but it's not 70 foot triples 10 foot tall tabletops 30 foot whoop pad it's different it, it is it's uh i look forward this is this is my favorite event of the year um and that and that takes nothing from from anything else um but this is this is where myself and my team um we we get to show off we get to show our capabilities because you can only fit you know supercross is basically roughly 10 different elements just constantly reworked in, in different scenarios. Um, so it's, it's a little bit, um, 
paint by numbers almost compared to something like this. And I, and I don't say that in an in a ugly manner towards anyone that does Supercross because the challenge is there is the time frame typically. You couldn't build more than that in the time frame given. So um, that's not to make light of anything, but this being able to come out and uh, to your point, not having uh, to follow a blueprint or a track map and just and, and have freedom of, you know, we start stacking a dirt up here and we got a landing coming this way. And then we look at the side and we like, hey, we can go from there to here and go off the side of it. So it's, it's cool. Um, it's that artistic process. And I, I think you can see um, from what's around here, you know, our artistic um, ability is, is something that's very strong gene in me. And, and I love clean, defined lines and, and stuff like that. That's something that, that Tyler really loves and appreciates. And when you show up and everything's clean and good looking like this, it, it, it creates a vibe for the riders too. It just, it brings that level up. I mean, they're, they're walking in with smiles. Of course, they're a little puckered because they're looking out and it's overwhelming, but they see the process that my team and myself have, have done and, and that no stones left unturned. And, and uh, you know, they, they come in with complete confidence that we've done the absolute best and given them the best for, you know, safety. We're dealing with big jumps, but they, they appreciate the level of um, really in work and intensity that we put into this thing. So, um, but what's coming up, it's, it's, uh, it's the calm before the storm for me. I, I leave here, I'm, I'm, I go back, I, I own Moto Sandbox, and we've got you know, guys going, getting ready for Supercross, amateur still training down there. I'll check on that place, I go to Straight Rhythm for two weeks, and then World Supercross the, the day after Straight Rhythm. So um, a, a lot on my plate, but I'm up for it and, and happy to be in the position that I'm in. This might be like, so forgive me of my ignorance on this question. Did you do the Oz Open track in 2019? I No, I did not. Okay. Yeah. I remember, and I'm sure maybe you've heard, but like just the challenges that go with that, like yeah. the reinforcing of the floor and all these different things. I mean, different equipment. It's, it's a whole different continent. There's things that are far, far different that you've never probably had to experience or different than this setup where it's John Deere and it's moving Kansas dirt. Yeah. Um, how is that challenge for you to go through right now? Is it one that you... Welcome, or is it one where you're just like, I'll experience it when I get there? Um, so I'm, one of the guys on my team was actually part of that build. Uh, one, one of the other uh, logistic guys down there, I've worked together with him um, through the years uh, down in Australia. Having both of them on board definitely puts my mind at ease. They've, they've given me kind of the rundown of, of what to ex expect and anticipate. Uh, it will be a round the clock build. Um, it's, we'll have two teams just going 24 seven on it because uh, unlike here in America, they they try to save the turf on on their fields down there. It's it's very uh, important for them. So um, we have to keep the field covered as least least amount of time possible. So it's again, it's one of those constraint things that I was saying. So like ev every you know this job has its challenges. Straight rhythm will have its challenges. So it's just um, I don't know myself, my team. We we thrive under pressure. I mean, I, I when, sometimes when I'm at home and don't have anything on my agenda, like I go stir crazy. So I I, I look for it. Um, I've got an amazing crew that that supports me and, and stands behind me, believes in me, and uh, trusts me. And that's and that's huge. All my guys were riders, so um, we're able to look at everything we do from a rider's perspective. And uh, some some of the guys I had were you know really good top riders. So. Um, I'm able to bounce things off them. Hey, what do you think about this? Or, you know, and, and get in that rider brain before we go into the builder brain. So every, everything is thorough. There's, there's no, hey, let's push it up and see what happens. 
Um, everything is for a purpose and for a reason. All right, that's a perfect transition to my last question then. Uh, up there earlier, you were talking about the crew and explaining that this is more than just one guy. Like, yeah, Jason, you will get a lot of credit for this, but you know a lot of other things that happened because, yeah, you did the jump faces, but another one of your guys had to go make those pads for them to put bleachers into just a huge undertaking. Um, but then in watching you today, and then like I said, watching you build this jump, the three pieces of equipment that you moved from the bucket and how fun that would have to be just to play with that. And then, I mean, there's 10 pieces of John Deere equipment out here that have to be millions of dollars. To have that, you do have the dream job of like a moto guy that wants to be a heavy equipment operator. Uh, for people that are trying to do that though, like, how is it? How is it to be in this? It's still a heavy equipment operator job. I saw you getting jostled around and stuff. It's, it's definitely, um, to, to be an operator uh, at the level of myself and, and my crew, um, it's, there's a lot of desire and passion that goes in it. It's long days out here. Um, it's, this is not, everyone sees the event and thinks, oh, how cool, but you know, they, they don't see us out here fighting the elements that, that we have to go through and, and the things, you know, over, overcoming just different challenges that, that present themselves. But, uh, I, again, it's, I, I'm certainly, I'm the face of Dream Tracks, but at the end of the day, man, uh, the crew behind me, that's, that's Dream Tracks, you know, and, and having, having them, having, having their support is just monumental for, to make something like this happen. But it is a, you know, for, for guys that, that love this stuff, it, it is a dream job. If, you know, someone that wanted to get into this, I personally feel like you have to have um, good riding experience because you got to be able to talk to the riders and speak that language. There is, uh, there's a language that we speak. I mean, everyone talks about dirt bike noises, but literally me and Tyler will be standing up on a jump and we're talking about, hey, what, you know, what gear should you think I should hit this in? Or, you know, how, how do you think this one's going to be? And I mean, we're doing the typical moto, you know, hey, come off of that setup jump and bop, 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 or you're going to have to land and pin it, you know, so it's, um, having, having that ability to communicate with the riders helps us be better track builders. And, and all of my guys have that and uh, all of them have rode to some capacity. And I just think it's, it's very imperative uh, to, to have that, that knowledge of, of a rider. And um, it's, it's really cool too to, to have the, the support from the construction world. You know, John Deere, uh, Felco, Encon, um, like those guys are getting behind us. They see um, that, you know, we're not just a bunch of hacks that are jumping in equipment and tearing stuff up. Like we do things, you know, for purpose and, and they love getting behind that and supporting it. And they see the outcome of what those traditional construction machines that are used to laying a road flat or build a foundation to something, building all these different angles and unique things. And I've, I've had several guys come out through the years out here and they're just blown away a not only at what the machines can do but then what the riders can do with what their machines and, and their equipment or implements or whatever they're helping supply us um, it's 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 really cool and, and cool that uh, the construction industry has has got behind us the way they have cool all right this is the last thing then yep. what's the favorite piece of equipment to use um if i had to choose a favorite i'd probably have to go with the with an excavator with the NCON attachment on it, I can, um, I can, I could build something start to finish with that thing. Especially uh, Felco stepped up this year, and they they gave us a roller that goes on the end of the the NCON attachment. And the unique part about the NCON is I can have 
you know, three, four different implements sitting right there. I can have a tooth bucket and someone's sitting there watering. I can process dirt with that. I can dig, you know, I got the breakout power having the teeth on it, set that bucket down. Then I have a finished bucket that I can start shaping and, and you know, uh, putting the, the angles and everything. And then I drop that off and then I grab the Felco roller that they, they made that specifically for us for Imagination this year. And it was just uh, huge. And, and some of these unique things that you see carved out certain ways to get the compaction in it. But I take that thing and I roll the faces and that's how you can see behind me of how smooth everything is and rolled in. Um, so, yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely a, a big excavator guy. I do love the dozer, but um, I, I, the other thing about the excavator in my position, I've got to keep track and tabs on, on everyone and, and try to stay ahead of them. Not only am I operating, but, you know, I'm kind of the conductor as well. I'm, you know, this guy's finishing his job. I need to find something for him to do when he finishes that. This guy's waiting on him to finish. So it's, it's you know, you're, you're constantly moving pieces around and this guy's going here, this guy's going there and um, I can spin around on the site and see what's going on too. So that's why I like the excavator as well. Cool. Thanks Jason. This was, yeah. this was so cool. I've learned a ton today. Good. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midweek Podcast. Let us know what you think or who you want to hear from below. Follow us on social media and visit SwapMotoLive.com for more.